Welcome to Barbecue Radio Nation, America's premier barbecue radio show. Join your hosts, David Caius and Dan Hathaway, as they sink their teeth into the finest grilling, smoking, and barbecue from coast to coast with the industry's leading grill masters. Stay tuned for great tips, techniques, and products that will enhance your backyard experience by being a part of Barbecue Radio Nation. Thank you for tuning in and welcome to Barbecue Radio Nation. I'm Dave Caius, along with our executive producer T-Bone and our co-host, pitmaster of Smoke on Wheels, it's Andy Gronerman. Coming up, a return guest. This is just a great guy. Uh, Andy, we were talking before the show, kind of a legendary, he's been around barbecue forever, uh, Ray Lampy. Yeah, he, he's he's an original. There's there's not anybody that's been a barbecue ambassador. Very cool. And he's got a wonderful website. Of course, we've been talking a lot about Turkey this month. Turkey Smoke. Check it out, turkeysmoke.org. And uh, speaking of uh, Thanksgiving in Turkey, we're going to be talking to Andy. Deep frying is one of them. What was the other thing? What was the fancy name you had that we're talking about? A turkey roulade. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I was just playing at the casino, a turkey <laughs> roulade. And, uh, did, did you bet on black? I bet on black. Didn't win a dang thing. So I'm going to bet on white next time. I don't think there is a white. I have no idea. I don't play roulette. But anyway, um, so about a week, <laughs> just buried. I love it when I get T-Bone to bury his face into his hands. That's when he realizes, yep, Dave just went off the rail. So... <laughs> So we were we were talking about uh, was it last week we were or no two weeks ago we were talking about cooking outside and all that oh yeah and did you go out out in the wilderness and do some cooking absolutely so yeah two weeks ago when we were talking about campfire cooking that was just me priming my pumps because <laughs> as you know where you get to the end of the camping season which is where we're at now rolling mm-hmm. into Thanksgiving and. We had to go get one final camp out in. So we went out to Wallace State Park, uh, you know, up north of Watkins Mill there in Cameron. And beautiful state Missouri, park. Missouri, for those of you yeah, listening Cameron, around the Missouri, country. Missouri, for those of you listening Beautiful the area up there. And the, the leaves had gone into full turn, so we had all these beautiful colors. And, of course, we were up there. You know, when you're not out barbecuing and, and doing competitions, what do you go do? You go sit around a campfire and cook some more. Nice. Uh, so that's what we did. And we did some soups and had some great stuff going on there and just it was it was nice and chilly so we did like an eight bundle fire both nights so we went through 16 bundles of oh my wood gosh. uh because the, the interesting thing about the campgrounds and and i'm sure lots of people can relate to this ash borers in trees most states now are very aware of where ash borers are and they they decimate forests so you have to buy your wood where you're going to use it. You can't just bring your own firewood oh, places anymore. So we had to buy all the bundles of wood there. So they loved us because we, we, like I said, we went through 16 <laughs> bundles over the weekend. But it was you great. You got an ashboard? We'll cook it. That's right. <laughs> so, so what all did you fix up food-wise? So, you know, my favorite thing is breaking out the, the griddle and doing pounds of bacon on the big flat-top griddle. Yep. Um, Blackstone... They probably make more money off their accessories than they do off their griddles because they've got such cool accessories. They've got a, a, a like a one foot square bacon press, and I've got three <laughs> of them. Right, so we just lay them all over. We've got them laid across the griddle with pounds of bacon out. It's a beautiful thing, and then we all pitch in, and the the group that we go with are all folks that barbecue and compete too. That's where we met them over the years. 
And so, well, hang on, Andy. I think T Bone um, Andy might have a bacon problem, and we might have to we might have to do an intervention for bacon. Do you think? I think so. I, I think uh, the signs are there. Well, three presses. I mean, come on. I mean, I knew one guy had two presses, but you're my first three press guy. Well, well. actually, actually, the biggest problem is he hasn't invited us over for breakfast. Yeah, see, that'll get you off, that's off the a, hook. That's every an day. easy fix. <laughs> <laughs> that's an easy fix. So you had bacon. What else did you? fire up so you know we do the b and g for breakfast bacon bloody marys all that good stuff <laughs> uh and we did soups and then we like to do what we call bonus meat okay so you never know when it's going to show up it might be an afternoon snack thing or it might be a late night post fire pit everybody's hungry thing but we had some terrace major uh that we grilled off that was just excellent so terrace major goes by a petite tender or shoulder tender it's a cut uh, out of the shoulder it is as tender as a tenderloin it's it's probably one of my top two cuts of meat top three cuts of meat and it's so versatile and we just grilled that off to medium rare and just devoured it it was great how many of you went camping two four eight of us eight <laughs> oh, of us. eight yep that's a big ten, little ten, group. ten sorry ten, ten of us yes now were you because it's you you know, it's Andy Groderman. He's the barbecue guy. Do you get stuck doing most of the cooking? Or? Oh, no, no. We were all barbecue people. And that oh, was the funny people. thing about this particular uh, camp out weekend is I got onto the thread late because I've been traveling and doing stuff, right? So they'd already set half of the meal. So I only had to do some of the juices in the Bloody Mary bar and, and the ter- <laughs> I brought the Terrace Major and, you know, the soups and everything were all worked out. All of that was done, so I actually didn't have... It was the least I've cooked on a camping trip in ages, and I it was a blast. And he's like, I'm in charge of the celery sticks. That's I'll bring right. the celery sticks, <laughs> and then we'll be good. Well, that that sounds like fun. Was it, but it was pretty chilly up there, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. We had... It, it, it was sunny, so we got up to the upper 50s during the day, but yeah, at it night. was frosty yep. at night. Yep, absolutely. Well, speaking of Andy, it's time now for our Ask Andy segment, sponsored by our November Barbecue Sauce of the Month. And in honor of Veterans Day, which was just this past November 11th on Thursday, we've got for you Bravo Bravo Q KC Smoke Barbecue Sauce, 16 ounces, $7.99. This is delicious i admittedly i don't get to taste all of our barbecue sauces but this one i have and it is absolutely delicious uh t-bone um he puts it on everything and we've asked him to quit doing that um but it's a sauce that is uh it's just so good you can put on any kind of meats and here's the best part is 100 percent of the proceeds support the uh, goal to end veteran homelessness part of the veterans community project you had a little something to do with that too andy yeah absolutely uh when when they launched those sauces at the Veterans Community Project office and, and, and tiny hometown here in Kansas City. We got to do some demos and really break out those products and use them. They're great products and, really and Veterans good. Community Project is an awesome organization. They're spreading all over the country, uh, you know, helping provide these homes for veterans. So definitely uh, worth checking that That's out. That's a great cause. And you can get it, by the way, at the Kansas City BBQ Store.com. T-Bone, what do you got for Ask Andy? Uh, really quickly, uh, just a reminder, Barbecue Radio Nation is veteran-owned. Okay. <clears throat> I got a question from Edgar Nash in Michigan. Andy, are there guidelines like time for marinating different proteins? Are there guidelines for time? So I would say the answer is yes. But there's always a but. 
And so the the thing with marinating is what you're marinating with and how much acid is in it. Acid is going to break down that protein. And so if it is a high acid marinade, it will need less time uh, than something that is a lower acid. So think uh, lemon juice in an Italian dressing versus uh, a little bit of lime in a soy marinade, right? So you you want to make sure that it's, if you're leaving it longer, it's lower acid. The other thing you have to pay attention to is how much surface area you are marinating. So if it's a piece of chicken where you've got a lot of relative surface area to the amount of marinade, you can go less time. If it's an entire pork shoulder, you might need to go longer to get some of that penetration. And again, the problem is that acid can start to eat the outside of it. So the you never typically need to marinate too long, but uh, you want to look at what you're marinating, how big a piece of meat that is and then you want to look at how much acid what's reacting with that protein to break it down and give it let the flavors in so i'm guessing if you're going to err when it comes to that you want to err on the short low side or less side than than doing it too long yeah absolutely the uh if you go too long and everybody's done this you put that chicken breast into the fridge and oops, I forgot and left it overnight, and it's kind of gray okay. the next day or white on the surface. That's because that's completely broken down and gotten mealy. Very cool, very cool. Well, we're going to send out a bottle of the Bravo Bravo Q KC Smoke Barbecue Sauce, 16 ounces, only $7.99. Proceeds benefit the Veterans Community Project and help get veterans off of the streets and into homes. You can get it at the Kansas City BBQ Store.com or at KCBBQStore.com. Very excited. We got a return guest, Ray Lampy with the National Turkey Federation. You can check out their website, turkeysmoke.org. That is up next here on Barbecue Radio Nation. You love food, and when you love food, you love finding new flavors to explore, new techniques to try, and seeing the look of your friends' and family's faces when they bite into it. Old Hickory Pit Smokers is the secret ingredient to making restaurant-quality barbecue right in your own backyard. Old Hickory Pit Smokers are made in the USA. Visit us at oldhickorypits.com or call us toll-free, 800-223-9667. Be sure to check out the huge selection of barbecue accessories, skewers, racks, thermometers, books, and so much more at the Kansas City BBQ Store.com. They are shipping out nationwide for all of your grilling needs. Three tours driving Humvees in Afghanistan. Six years treating soldiers. Twelve years flying choppers. When my sister came back from her last tour in Afghanistan, she didn't want to talk about it, but she knew I was there to listen. My son saved lives as a medic in the military, and I always remind him how much his service meant to our country. Sometimes my husband still has difficult memories. They can be overwhelming. With the Veterans Crisis Line, I know where to turn when we need support. I made the call and got support for my sister. I called because I was concerned about my son. We got him connected to care, and it's made a difference. The Veterans Crisis Line is here for all veterans and their loved ones. Call 1-800-273-8255 and press 1, or chat online at veteranscrisisline.net. 
Welcome back to Barbecue Radio Nation. Dave Caius, along with pitmaster of Smoke on Wheels, Andy Groneman. Very excited to have a returning guest, Ray Lampy. He is a barbecue pitmaster, author of about, I don't know, 87 books. He's a television personality. Uh, we're talking also about the National Turkey Federation, um, which you can check out some information that we're going to be talking about, which is turkeysmoke.org, and also drbbq.com. He is, in fact, known as the Dr. Of barbecue, Ray Lampy. Welcome back to the show. How you doing, buddy? Uh, great to hear you guys. Always a pleasure to talk to you guys. And you know, we're talking turkey. It's my favorite thing. I just told you ever to do. Well, before we talk about turkey, I just want to talk about your love for the Green Bay Packers. Did you want to talk about that? <laughs> Sure, happy to. <laughs> for for those of you who don't years. know, Andy was telling me before the show that you're a big Chicago Bears fan. Yes, and the Bears, so the Bears Packer rivalry, this is the original two teams in the NFL. George Hallis started the NFL, and the story goes he loaned money to his friend Curly Lambeau to start a second team. <laughs> so th- this is the oldest rivalry in the NFL, and it's hateful. I mean, there's uh, Mike Ditka and Forrest Gregg were the head coaches in the 80s, and they literally hated each other. I mean, I, I believe there was a fist fight between the two of them. Like, <laughs> after the game, I mean, Papa Bear used to turn off the hot water at Wrigley <laughs> So the Packers had a, had a shower in cold water. I mean, I'm just carrying the torch all these years later. It's a, I mean, if you remember the video, I posted it the other day of that Packer body slamming Jim McMahon. The Bears were like a legit Super Bowl contender, and their guy cheap shots our quarterback and breaks his shoulder. I mean, it's horrible. It, it's so yeah, I was I'm telling just carrying Dave, on the tradition. I was telling Dave, I'm like, if you want some content, <laughs> I, I couldn't resist. Right. I apologize. I could not resist with the Green Bay Packer dig. <laughs> and I can't resist just unloading on it. Sorry. That's right. That's all, and, and actually, that story of the two guys kind of reminds you of if one guy was a barbecuer and then he decided to buy a new uh, smoker. So he gave his buddy the his old smoker and then his b- buddy starts beating him at competition with his old smoker. Yes, and he's like, exactly. what the heck just happened there? <laughs> well, wait a minute, though. So you say that they, they're beating us all the time. Well, yeah, the last couple decades. Well, well, I, I know. Oh, this gosh. is not a short term. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. We're in I, for the long. I have opened up a can that I cannot close up. (laughs) Yeah, I I warned you. (laughs) I apologize to the Packer fans that are listening. (laughs) Much love to Green Bay. So talk to me. (laughs) So talk to me about turkeysmoke.org and what you're doing with the National Turkey Federation. Yeah, well, the National Turkey Federation started stuck their toe into the barbecue water a few years ago. And I met the girls that were out there kind of out there making friends. You probably all have at this point, too. And and I was like, you know, this is really a perfect fit for me. I in my office here, there's one trophy. It's a it's a poultry division, third place trophy from the Illinois State Championship in 1991. <laughs> and I cooked a turkey because back then the KCBS category was poultry. You could cook a turkey, a duck, a Cornish hen. You could have cooked a pheasant. 
great. Uh, and I cooked a turkey and won my first ever barbecue trophy. So I have a long history of turkey. I mean, I love turkey and I love to cook it. I was on, when I went on Best Thing I Ever Ate, the Food Network show, I went to Big Bob Gibson's and ate the turkey because it was my favorite thing to eat. So so I was like, you guys, you know, I won't have to fake it to, to really help you promote turkey. And I also saw it as a great opportunity because turkey is, we all like turkey. We all eat turkey. Every barbecue restaurant serves turkey. So it's, but we just don't think about it as to eat it all the time like that. So at least a little bit of nudging and some fun recipes and, and some good content and, and a little bit of talking about it. It's, it should be pretty easy to get folks to cook more turkey. And and it's interesting because you said dip their toe in the water. I mean, they had turkey smoke events at Memphis in May at KCBS World Invitational. I mean, they're they've they've put themselves into a lot of events and added a, a turkey category to bring out some of that creativity and, and do some of that. So it has been kind of neat to see that over the last couple of years really grow uh, and and get out there. Yeah, it's far beyond dipping their toe in now. We're all in on it. <laughs> We're all in. Right. But, it, but it's fun, and it's been so well received, too. I tell uh, Leslie and Beth, are the girls you'll meet out there regularly, and I tell them all the time, part of, part of the reason it's being successful is because of them. They're going out there and making friends with everybody, and they're nice people, so, you know, what the heck? And, again, we all like turkey. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it seems to be pretty successful, and, and I'm not surprised why, because they're doing a nice job. Hey, hey Ray, we, we're coming up on about three minutes left in this segment. Um, quickly, how, how are you going to be pre- preparing your turkey this year for Thanksgiving? Oh, that's a good question. I, I said, I'm constantly creating new ways. I just made some jerk turkey thighs, boneless turkey <laughs> thighs that, that are really good. good. If I could get away with it, I'd serve those on Thanksgiving, but I'm probably just going to make a traditional turkey. Uh, I kind of like to make some really good gravy and just put the turkey on the grill. Not too much smoke, just to give it that little bit of wood fire flavor. Mine will be pretty traditional. Yeah, we were talking earlier and I was saying, you know, I like to just go 300 degrees. It doesn't need too much smoke uh, and just get a nice roast on it right on the pit. Yeah, that's how I am, too. I actually cook them a little hotter. I, I like 325 is just like in the oven you know there's but but see if you want to try something different if you go to turkeysmoke.org there's a bunch of different recipes i made a really cool uh a roulade with a cornbread jalapeno stuffing in it and then wrapped in prosciutto and uh it's really if you want to do something a little fancier or something smaller um i just did a video for the dizzy pig guys where i had a whole turkey and a bone-in turkey breast and then a boneless turkey breast so it's really you know those are different things maybe you don't have a big party maybe you do want to kind of just make it easy on yourself cook that boneless breast but it's all the same you know get them defrosted in the fridge like the whole turkey four full days in the fridge defrosting don't try and rush it Hmm. and then use your thermometer man get them cooked right and any kind of turkey is going to be really good tasty and juicy and and so funny you mentioned roulade because earlier dave and i were just talking about that i said one of the things you can do is just take a turkey breast roll it in prosciutto, put the skin back around it and, and do that hotter cook and just get that done. And we, he was like a roulade. That sounds a little bit too fancy. So I love that you brought that up. I thought he said, Ray, I thought he said roulette. I thought we were going to the casino and uh, I was going to lose some money again. (laughs) It's a pretty fancy word for us barbecue guys. Just think of it as like a, an ABT without the jalapeno. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Real quick, just personal preference. White meat, dark meat, both. What do you like? 
Uh, both on Thanksgiving, but I'm always a dark meat guy. White meat's okay, but <laughs> you know, like just like us barbecue guys when we were cooking chicken, the window is is smaller to get it perfect, and with the dark meat is a little more forgiving. So I'm always friendly to that. Yeah. Yeah, and unfortunately, I'm, a, I'm, I'm, I as a kid, I love the drumstick, but now as an adult, I, I go all white meat. I don't know what the deal is. I'm a thigh I, guy. I save them for later in the week. I like usually if nobody mm. eats the drumsticks, I'll put them in there. So I'm like, you know, a couple of days later when I'm, I'm looking for something different, then I'll think about the drumsticks and, and maybe even put some hot sauce on them, do something different. Oh, with that them. sounds good. Well, we're talking to Ray Lampy. He's part of the National Turkey Federation. You want to check out that website, turkeysmoke.org. That's turkeysmoke.org. He's also known as the doctor of barbecue. And of course, you can check out that website, which is www.drbbq.com. That's drbbq.com. We'll be back talking more turkey with Ray Lampy coming up next, right here on Barbecue Radio Nation. Check out Barbecue Radio Nation on Facebook. Give us a like. Dave and Dan need the attention. If you came across someone struggling with hunger, how would you recognize them? By their clothes. Their age. The way they speak. Hunger can be hard to recognize. Learn why at IamHungerInAmerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America, 200 Food Bank Strong, and the Ad Council. Barbecue Radio Nation. I'm Dave Kais, along with our producer T-Bone, co-host, award-winning pitmaster Annie Groneman, and we have got with us Ray Lampy, who we've had on the show before. Love talking to Ray. Of course, he's part of the National Turkey Federation. You can learn more at turkeysmoke.org. That's turkeysmoke.org. He's also the doctor of barbecue, which you can check out at drbbq.com. Author, television personality. Hey, Ray, uh, before we get talking more turkey and everything, how many books have you written? A nine. Actually. Wow. And, and I'm always I always say I'm working on that 10th one, but it's a little bit different industry than it used to be. So <laughs> I don't know when I'm going to get around to that 10th one. But but yeah, I had a nice run of that. It was it was it was actually a career in the middle of a in the middle of a career that hung me in pretty good for about 10 years. If there. you're writing nine books, when do you have actual time to uh, do a turkey? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the beauty of it. You eat the you eat the results of your experiments <laughs> and your recipes and stuff. <laughs> the drag was I wrote a book called Pork Chop where it was all pork chops. So now there was no mixing it up. We just ate pork chops for like three months straight. And <laughs> that got a little now a lot of different versions, but it was a lot of pork chops. I understand chops. your family's still not talking to you about the pork chop <laughs> debacle. Well, they're eating a lot of turkey these days, so they're, they're still not happy. <laughs> so we were talking about different ways that you'd cook a turkey, and we were talking 325 and all that. So you've been able to cook on a, a bunch of different pits. Um, most recently, I saw you you got a, a new pellet grill. And of course, Big Green Egg's always been a huge part of, of your vernacular. So talk to us a little bit about how to cook a turkey in the different style cookers. Because uh, the people at home are going to have, I think, all different kinds of pits. 
Yeah, yeah, they sure are. I, uh, yeah, I did. I well, so I, for seventeen years, I was the spoke chef for Big Green Egg. So I cooked only on Big Green Egg. Great gig, great cooker. Got no problem with that. I didn't mind it at all. But so now I'm not working with them at the moment or any other grill company. So I'm kind of the guy who cooks on all the grills and mm. I'm really having a lot of fun with it. I I haven't had. I had one of the original Traeger seventy fives way back in the day, and I've got a Fast Eddie I've always had for catering and stuff. But I haven't had a new pellet grill in a long time and that uh that louisiana grills founder series is really man it's got all the bells and whistles it's really a it's a, they're they're a lot different than they used to be that's yeah. for sure <laughs> so so i i did i just cooked for the butterball turkey hotline operators i did a presentation for them so part of that was to show them all the different things that i think they'll hear from people who are out there that have questions when they're barbecuing and grilling so i used the louisiana grill i used the a pit barrel that i have in my yard i used a big green egg and i have a primo as well so i used all those things because i cooked them a whole turkey and that I injected, and I cooked that on the big green egg, I think it was. And then I had some smaller parts. I had the turkey breast, a bone-in turkey breast, which is a lot of people cook those because it's a little smaller version for the family. And then I cooked a boneless turkey roast as well because that's an easy thing if you just got a small party. or so. You know, some folks, we, we're really into cooking. Not everybody is, so they want to cook something nice. And those little turkey breast roasts, you can cook them from frozen, so you don't have to even prepare. So it, it was pretty it was a lot of fun showing them the different things and last but not least i hung a whole turkey in my pit barrel cooker and that was like a whole nother thing that i thought you know it's pretty fun to do all those different things with different grills and different cuts of turkey uh and i was trying to tell them because the, they're going to answer these calls like we were just joking offline though the guys will never call but their wives will call with the questions <laughs> for them <laughs> so i tried to give them some of the things that i thought they were going to run into. men will not ask for directions either even when the gp is telling him what to do. <laughs> Can you imagine how bad the situation would have to be with their turkey before they would actually call? Well, speaking, speaking of which of the, of the Butterball Turkey Hotline, give us an example of a question and the answer that you might somebody might run across when they're cooking for Thanksgiving. Well, I don't... You know, I'm not actually going to answer the call, although I want to. I'm trying to get them to open up a, a barbecue hotline so we oh. can have a bunch of the barbecue guys line up there and take calls ourselves. But yeah, but that again, would be hilarious anyway, you know, but I, I think they'll get questions about wanting to how much wood, what temperature to cook it at, how long. Well, of course, how long is it going to take? But but like I think specific to a grill, I've got a gas grill. Can I smoke my turkey? So I tried to explain to them, like, if you got a gas grill, try to but no matter what you're cooking on, the fire's got to be offset, whether that means far enough away from the turkey or over on the side or have a barrier in between. Any of those things are going to work. So I think they'll get a lot. They would get a lot of questions like specific to their grills. So I tried to show them all those different grills I, I have in my backyard. Now, I don't know if you guys ever talked to Ted Reeder. Ted's my buddy up yep. in Canada. And Ted has got in the neighborhood of 100 grills in his backyard. Oh so I've only got about, I don't know, there's probably eight or 10 out there now. So I'm, I'm hoping to not get to that level of well and because you got to take care of them all and you he doesn't have to mow, he doesn't have to mow the lawn because they take up the entire backyard yeah and <laughs> we're at the point do, yeah we're at the point in my house where if i bring one in one's got to go right it's like <laughs> one in one out i can't she won't let me get any more than what i've got and um, yeah, so know. far so far mine are okay but the the, the pellet grill took up a lot of room it's kind of i had to move some stuff around so we're getting to that situation <laughs> where it could get bad so 
talk to me a little bit about what is going on uh, after Thanksgiving. We've got, uh, I, I saw you've got the Frogman Feast coming up for yeah. this year. Such a cool event. There's a, a local attorney guy in town, Ken, that uh, is just a big supporter of all things military. We've got McDill Air Force Base here. Or, or, so, you know, we, we've we got a lot of military folks around. And, and Ray, you're and down in Tampa area, right? Tampa, yeah, Florida? I'm in St. Pete, which yeah, is St. across Pete. the okay. water from Tampa. So with McDill's over there. So we get a lot of military folks around and there's always some good stuff going on. And so Ken started this this event. At first it was a swim and then it became an, uh, a chef buddy. He said, well, let's do a cook thing too and raise some money for basically for Gold Star families of of special ops guys. It's it's like kind of specific. There was a guy last time I did it, uh, there was a guy singing a song and he had written about his son who was killed in action and oh it's this it's this heart jerking event but but at the same time we're you know we cook a bunch of good food and we feed people and we raise a bunch of money for their cause so it's really it's really special man it's i love that event and looking forward to it so we will cook for the, our restaurant, we're going to make a chopped brisket sandwich, and uh, hopefully, it's also a competition. So last time we did it, we won, and I've got this really <laughs> cool knife in my office. Oh, there we go. So not only are we there to do all that, well, as long as we're there, we might as well try to win too. So <laughs> yeah, sure, so it's it doesn't, a fun day. Doesn't hurt winning at all. <laughs> yeah, we're going to be there. We might as well try and win. And I do. I don't come do well. I haven't officially retired, but I haven't cooked a barbecue contest in five years. So I'm sort of retired but but i still got it still runs in my blood you know i'm still kind of a competitive guy and so it's, it's great when the, i'm gonna try and it's great when the cause is a veterans organization um we just i just got back from philly and we were at the robert irvine beats and eats up there which same thing they're supporting uh veterans he's providing those ibot robots uh to, to some of the the veterans so they can vacuum no 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 <laughs> so that they can get be mobile and, and actually have have their freedom back get around the yard be able to raise to a level and, and actually be at a, a counter level uh things like that things that everybody takes for granted is right? that like a wheelchair kind of thing? yeah yeah it's a, oh, it's a wheelchair cool. that that is it can go over any terrain it raises and lowers so that you can be what you're talking uh, about up at yeah. a, up, up oh, at a full height those. oh yeah it, it's cool um, is it, so what's the website for the for the frogman feast because I think you can uh, go out there and check out that uh, event and even donate I'm not really sure but I'll bet you if if you googled frogman feast it's probably going to show <laughs> St. Pete Tampa Saint that's Peter's that's all going to be there <laughs> very cool Yeah it's at a real good local brewery called Three Daughters they have a nice big space and they're really good folks too it's just you know it's a really nice community you guys you guys need to come visit us down here St. Pete and Tampa is really a lot of fun these days I'll be there so in February when it's snowing here Ray That's <laughs> yeah, the time to come <laughs> it's for the time sure to come. Well we've been talking with it, but it'll get down ahead. to 65 and everybody Years wearing a jacket. <laughs> I know, I know. My brother's in San Diego. It's the same way. Well, we've been talking with Ray Lampy once again. He's part of the National Turkey Federation. You want to check out the website, turkeysmoke.org. And of course, he is drbarbecue.com. Thanks again, Ray. We're talking turkeys up next segment with Andy on Barbecue Radio Nation. I'm probably okay to have one more drink before I drive home. I'm probably okay. I open the window to stay alert. 
Probably okay. I just popped some gum in my mouth. Step out of the car, please. I probably made a mistake. Probably okay isn't okay when it comes to drinking and driving. If you see a warning sign, stop and call a cab, a car, or a friend. Buzzed driving is drunk driving. A message brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. Welcome back to Andy and Dave here on Barbecue Radio Nation. And a barbecue shout-out goes to one of our wonderful sponsors, Old Hickory Pits Smokers. Check them out, oldhickorypits.com. They've got both commercial and now residential smokers. These things are gorgeous. Perfect for your backyard, oldhickorypits.com. And our weekly radio station barbecue shout-out goes to the Cowboy 95.3 KWKN-FM out in Hayes, Kansas. Our good friend Phil McCombs, one of his radio stations. And you can check them out at thecowboy953kwkn.com. Thank you to all of our radio stations for being a part of Barbecue Radio Nation. And this week, our Kansas City Barbecue Store product spotlight from the KansasCityBBQStore.com. We're still talking turkey. We're talking turkey. We're almost there. We're getting near the finish line. We're not but, talking basters today, But this one, no, no. I, I, I'm still getting a hard time about <laughs> basters from last week. This one, and it was so funny because I brought up the basters and then Andy T-Bone had to say something like, well, why don't you do a brine? And I'm like, that's going to be next week. Did, and I think I probably said it just like that. Because <laughs> I'm a big thinker. I see, I, I see the big picture and Andy just sees one little baster. But anyway, <laughs> so here we go from the KansasCityBBQStore.com. It's fire and flavor, all natural turkey, perfect herb brine kit, only $14.99. This thing's going to be perfect for you if you're looking for something different. Uh, they've got the Fire and Flavors Herb Turkey Brine infuses your bird with natural flavors of rosemary, thyme, sage, marjoram. Marjoram. Marjoram uh, to create a juicy, tender turkey. And the kit includes a brine and brine bag for turkeys up to 25 pounds. Talk a little bit about that, Andy. So brining a turkey... Is is a great way to do two things. First, you're going to add moisture mm-hmm. to that bird because when you take and add your salt and sugar and all your seasonings into the, whether you use broth or water or whatever you use as your base, um, it's going to use osmosis to basically draw that moisture and try and get all of the salts and sugars to equalize out, okay. right? So you're drawing that moisture into the bird, so it's going to be more moist when you cook it. So it's going to give you a better window for not drying it out, and it's going to draw those flavors in with it. The second thing that it does is those salts and sugars in the brine start to tenderize the meat. They actually break mm. down the protein, so it will be more tender and more moist when you brine. So win, brining win. is always a Got good a thing. Got a win-win there, It right? is a win-win, yes. So if you, I assume, having not seen the actual box, they probably, based on the weight of the turkey, tell you how long you should... Yeah, Get I'm sure there. there's a, a grid chart. on the side of the yeah. because it also depends. And we talked about this with our question: uh, how much with our marinades, right? And marinades right. use an acid, but a brine uses the salts and sugars. How much your salt concentration is will tell you how much you need 
and how long you need to And once you put it in the bag and everything, then this all goes in the refrigerator for a period of time, yeah, right? Yeah, you can just leave it in the fridge for several hours. Some of them you, you can even leave overnight. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Well, check it out. It's Fire and Flavor All-Natural Turkey Perfect Herb Brine Kit. And again, only $14.99 at the KansasCityBBQStore.com. And staying with our turkey theme, I do love turkey, um, but I got to have mashed potatoes. got to have gravy. Got to have the stuffing. What about different types of ways of cooking up the turkey, which, which you know, some people, tell me if I'm lying here, don't some people only tur- cook the entire turkey once a year? Yeah, I'd say that's... Which I, is probably why it's so intimidating for people, because they don't do it all on a regular basis. So that's yeah, why I, like, I, I would forget something after a year, <laughs> and, <laughs> what I did last year. And sometimes... You know, it, it might not be Thanksgiving. Sometimes mm. it'll be Christmas yeah, and I'll yeah. do something else at Thanksgiving. Um, but every once in a while, instead of smoking it, I'll fry one. Ooh. And let me tell you, if there's nothing wrong with a fried turkey. Now, I love deep fried turkey. When, love it. Now you're mixing hot oil and fire. Yes. <laughs> so so there's a whole bunch of things you, you got to do if let, you want to Let me fry. just clarify. I love eating it, but I'm not getting up on the front line. Uh, <laughs> T-Bone here, he was a former firefighter. He, he, he knows what that's about. I'm not getting near that. I'm not either, actually. I've, <laughs> I've seen those YouTube videos. I've seen that, and, <laughs> those videos, and, and they're out right now, and they're going to be out for the next couple of weeks. Those things are crazy. So obviously, safety first. Yeah, safety first. So you're talking about the videos. I'm sure you've seen that one where the guy has the turkey fryer in his garage and he puts the frozen turkey in and i mean the garage goes up like a molotov (laughs) cocktail um and and luckily i i don't believe he was injured in that he lost his garage but (laughs) i mean that's kind of the first thing right make sure that that turkey fryer is far away from your home because and more 10 feet or more because even if it's four foot from the house if you were to have a fire it is going to create so much heat, it could still damage your house. So at least 10 feet from the house. Also, let me ask you this. I uh, Personally, I would have a fire extinguisher by yeah, ready to you, go, you wanna, just in case. You want to have a fire extinguisher ready to go? You want the ground. I know this sounds so basic. Flat ground. Yes, yes. I've seen you... I've seen Those people try and do it, and yeah, you you put the bird in, and now the the weight is top heavy, and the thing tips over. So you got to have flat ground, uh, and the oil you don't want to overheat your oil. Mm-hmm. Three hundred and twenty five degrees. That's where you want your oil. I've also heard that you don't want the turkey too cold. You kind of want it to get not because the colder it is, is, is a t- temperature difference is going to cause more of a flash, if you would, right? Yeah, uh, so really, it's it's not necessarily about being too cold, but it's about being frozen. Okay, okay. So you don't want to start with a frozen bird. You need a fully thawed bird, and, you know, water and oil don't mix. <laughs> so, so you want a completely dry bird on the exterior. So you want to pat the whole thing right. down dry it really well with a paper towel and i even go as far as air chilling it in the fridge so out of its wrapper you know after you pat it down just leave it in the fridge for a few hours to really dry what that about skin taking out. the blow dryer to it you know that's something i've never thought of but dave i'll let you try that <laughs> <laughs> and, and you you can tell me how it goes we, i think that was a genius a idea war. myself but we'll keep going it's a good idea i i think that'd be interesting gotta have it dry okay 
So, and because once it's, if it's wet and you put it in the oil, the oil will bubble really hard. And that's where you create your fires. Right. Let's not forget the amount of oil. Yes. That you've got in there. Yes. People forget how much. This, they're like, uh, that, uh, yeah, they're like, oh, well, about six inches from the top. That ought, that yeah. ought to be good. And the bird's not even halfway in, and it's spilling all, all over the, how, the how fire. Do you, how do you measure that or, or so, calculate that? So the best way to do it, unless you are really good at math, which I am not, <laughs> um, is to actually put water in the pot because it's all about displacement, right? right? The weight of that bird is displacing the liquid in the pot. Mm-hmm. So I use water first dip the turkey in to see how full the pot's going to get and then give yourself another inch or two for all that bubbling and that's what i use as my baseline for the oil okay i have to tell you that is genius not as genius as my blow dryer idea but that is pretty genius um so so when 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 you dip it in there because i uh, the thing it is you want the oil to to cover the top of it by what a couple inches maybe so you know that everything even just an inch just an inch okay okay yeah all you need is that inch but so so kind of the keys, thawed, dry bird, 325 on your oil to try and keep it at the right temp, not get it too hot to where it'll flash. And then, like you said, be prepared with that fire extinguisher, too, because you never know. So you yeah. want to have that dry powder kind of general purpose fire extinguisher if yes. something goes wrong. So um, but about how long is that going to be in there? So four okay. to five minutes a pound. Uh, wow. For those birds, so that's and, pretty fast, isn't it? Yeah, it's a great it's a great way to do it. And and honestly, if you're cooking for a lot of people, or if you're doing uh, an event where you maybe it's a, a church fundraiser or something, right? You can knock out those birds in 25 minutes, sometimes 30 minutes, 40 minutes for a big one. So you can kind of keep them moving. That's really fast. Yeah, it, it's great. Now we were just talking about the brine. Do you can you brine it before you put it in there? Yeah, absolutely. You can brine it. You can brine them. You can inject them. Um, a lot of times you'll inject uh, if you want to get a more intense flavor. Since you're not going to have any smoke to work with that brine, uh, if you want a more intense or spicy flavor, you can inject it right in that breast meat. Very, very nice. Well, thank you for that. And again, safety first, everybody. I like how Andy goes, make sure it's a flat surface. Yes. <laughs> because I think people don't don't think about that no. when they're doing it, you know. So make sure it is a flat surface. Uh, haven't we seen that in a couple of yes. videos? Yes, yeah. tipped were, over. We're in their driveways and their driveways. A big slanted, slope. yes. Yeah, as soon as they put the bird in, the center of gravity is too high and it falls over and there's 350 degree oil rolling everywhere in a flame. So enjoy your turkey, just please be careful. Uh, we want again, speaking of turkeys, thank Ray Lampy, part of National Turkey Federation. You can check out the website, turkeysmoke.org, and of course, his website, drbbq.com, and our November barbecue sauce of the month, Bravo Bravo Q, KC Smoke Barbecue Sauce, 16 ounces, only $7.99, all benefiting the Veterans Community Project, getting veterans off the street. Thanks again for tuning in, and next week, we'll wrap up Talking Turkey on Barbecue Radio Nation. You love-
love food, and when you love food, you love finding new flavors to explore, new techniques to try, and seeing the look of your friends' and family's faces when they bite into an old hickory pit smokers is the secret ingredient to making restaurant quality barbecue right in your own backyard. Old Hickory Pit Smokers are made in the USA. Visit us at oldhickorypits.com or call us toll free 800-223-9667.